0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I'm sitting here with R.T. Phillips, a man I've come to know through some travels and uh, some work I've done in Austin. And uh, he was the founding president of Promise Keepers. And as those of you who follow this podcast know, with my new book out, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, I found myself in the middle of what looks like a new generation's men's movement, and uh, I'm enjoying it very much. But I thought I'd get some perspective from the wise old man here. So (laughs) anyway, it's great to have you with us. Hey, tell us a little bit about the founding vision for Promise Keepers, and also add this little bit onto it. Does it look like what you're seeing today?
1: Okay. Well, let me say real quick, uh, uh, Stephen, you you just spoke to about a couple hundred of our guys here at six thirty in the morning on a Monday <laughs> and uh, on God and Guinness and just was phenomenal. I just, man, what a powerful message you, you have. And our guys just loved it. There's so much that's needed to be, be able to communicate to guys today around the importance of the work they do and what that could look like in changing lives. So anyway, thank you. No, that was great. You. You. Um, yeah. Promise keepers. Really was uh, at a time where guys didn't get together. Um, it was hard to pull off an event, um, maybe a, a pancake breakfast, or uh, it was just tough seeing guys come together. And the visionary for Promise Keepers was Coach Bill McCartney. He was the head football coach University of Colorado, and had this idea that something very powerful happened when fathers and sons, when men got together in Jesus' name, and the restoration that take place of what who they are, what their identity is, and what that looks like, and being change agents uh, in their churches. And also, I came along. I had a background of putting together uh, large, at least I, I thought were large events at that time. That would be redefined. And so I was in the city of Denver, and uh, Uh, became a part of the board of directors uh, and then was asked to head things up um, and that whole thing exploded but back to your question the central message uh, was around seven promises and the idea of what does it mean to be a man as we honor god as we honor one another as we honor our families and as we are part of our communities what does that look like for us as men to activate our faith um, in ways in which we can't do alone but to connect with other brothers and see that take place
0: and just for those who may not be familiar with the movement, maybe the younger guys, give us the highlights, the, just the mountaintop things, the stats. Like, I imagine you have in your mind, we did this size events, and we did this many of them, and it lasted these many years.
1: Well, we started off, uh, our first event uh, was 70 guys got together, and the idea, we're going to, this idea that we want to bring together the men around the state was originally, and uh, and they fasted one day a week for the men of Colorado, and somewhat the men of the nation. And then, uh, then the first event we had, we had forty two hundred guys at the basketball arena there at the University of Colorado, and then it grew to twenty two thousand, and then the third year was fifty two thousand, and then it became three hundred thousand, and then the next year it became seven hundred thousand, and the next year it became one point two million, and that next year we had then events that were multiple millions. We had. Uh, probably 1.2 million people, men alone in Washington, D.C. in October of 97. We had the uh, largest interdenominational pastors conference in the history of the country Had about 40,000 pastors in Atlanta to, yeah, the whole thing just was obviously a, a phenomenal move. Of God. It wasn't uh, anything to do with uh, how, how bright or phenomenal we were, but we had a chance to steward, if you will, the uh, desire of God's heart to see His men restored to what it looks like to love Him and to love others and to make a difference to the next generation. So that 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 just just the whole thing just kind of blew up.
0: Well, I just remember it as phenomenally successful. Let me ask you a, a tough question, um, and that is that I don't see much of it now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, did it just go viral? Did it uh, fail? Did it close down? But give us give us the the postscript here.
1: <laughs> well, we, we actually chatted a little bit offline on some of that. Uh, I would say number one, um, early on, like the first year, I, I had this phenomenal just. God just spoke to me. Something was really, really precious. And let me know that this was something, a movement that he had birthed. And that there was, and he let me know this thing was going to, Uh, go beyond abilities to control. But there was a season to it. So the the word basically was, you're in the midst of a move of my spirit, seize the moment. was kind of what he said. And so I knew, I, I came to Christ during a movement back in the late 60s, early 70s called the Jesus Movement. And I know movements have this unusual distinct... Uh, experience of God doing things that weren't done before or weren't done afterwards that he would just give great favor in ways that can't be explained other than a move of God not in the broad sense of movements as used that's kind of used but I'm talking about a true move sure. that's cannot be explained other than this is something so powerful so tremendous and it's throughout scripture and we've seen it in our history well obviously promise keepers Uh, Richard Havelson, you know, who the the late um, chaplain of the Senate said this to me uh, in in there at the Capitol one day. He says, he says, he says, Randy, promise keepers is the most obvious move of the sovereign hand of God that I've witnessed in my lifetime. Wow. So and so and so that obviously took place. Now, what would take a long time to unpack and then I don't have all the answers that movements. Some of them t- transition into viable, healthy ministry. But the same th- the movement perspectives that got you there, there better be some core elements of uh, being able to uh, some of the things you taught on this morning, I thought were brilliant on the, the principles you do out of, out of God and guinness well we didn't th- there weren 't those core principles to say here 's what we believe in here 's firmly the me- core message let 's stay true to it, but not from a movement now what 's that look like in my opinion? It needed a transition into resource resourcing the local church, helping empower the local church, so that these men can take this momentum that they have, this experience of god 's presence the desire They've, many hundreds of thousands of guys came to know them multiple hundreds of thousands of guys renewed in their commitment to christ we saw all those things wonderfully take place but what's that look like to live that out day to day in the community of faith and that that's always the local church that is his big plan and that's then that, that's what that the movement was to bring life and growth but not become the thing but become a support and i think we did not do a good job of transitioning out of movement into empowerment and community on the local level Okay.
0: All right. That's fair. But still, uh, it did go viral in a sense and that it moved into thousands of churches and it's still happening today. Um, Okay. Final question then. Uh, When you look around today, there's a new generation on the rise, 20-somethings, the millennials, and you work with them. We just talked to a a room that had lots of them there. There seems to be a hunger for manhood, uh, even among those who don't know the Lord, even those who you know, have not been fathered, they're not reading the same books that you and I might have read by Eldridge or what have you, or, or the Mansfield book, recent one. Um, what do you see that's maybe common and different from the great days of uh, promise keepers with what, what's, what's happening with the young today? There's got to be some commonalities yeah. and there have to be some differences, but, but overall, um, I guess my question is, do you see some gathering momentum like you saw once before?
1: Well, Jesus is still, is still leading. And, uh, you know, he, he, he looked at Peter and said, come follow me, I'll make you a fisher of men. What was he doing? He saw in Peter a desire of significance to make a difference in his life. And he saw that there was a connection, though, that I, I, I can't do it, but I see something in you, Jesus, that I'm attracted to that your the way you glorify god the way you speak the way you help people and jesus saw that hunger in him and called that out of peter in a man is that need that desire that god's placed within us to know that way life is and the things that are going on there's something more right so whatever that is that so that he he's not stopped doing that in men and so there are certain expressions in times like Okay, promise keepers was a, a a very critical time when there was a lot of gender confusion issues and uh, the uh, guy we were beginning to see the lostness of the fatherless generation, boomer generation, and so the void was being filled through a variety of, of substitutes and counterfeits and and there was just that there's something desperately missing the church the pastors didn't know what to do with that themselves i think struggling with their own I- identities and not knowing how to lead men what's that look like i think the the church's approach to transformation is highly academic can be highly academic and, and it's not the sweet spot of what gets a guy um and so a variety of things and so took place and so that that happened that filled that void well what's going on today um i i think that that there's certainly a an incredible hunger um, and desire i see today i love this generation that wants to activate their faith in ways of making a difference literally in some of the pain and issues that exist in society and so i think i see they they want they want to see if those that share their love for Jesus, they want to see what's this look like to the hurting? What's this look like in the areas of overcoming sex trafficking or helping a fatherless boy to uh, 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 dealing with some of the, the issues? What a friend, Kenny Luck, uh, says that the, the, to not deal just with the the um, results of the broken male culture, but deal with the root causes. And so how to, how does that look like in my life and how I can make a difference? And so what I love about this next generation and what— I think what's going to take place that wasn't uh, as part of our message was what's it look like to be an agent of reconciliation and so I think that was very key and very important but I think the core need to right away help guys like Jesus did with Peter go what's this look like right now for me to take what I'm no matter how flawed I am but to step into people who need Jesus and to being willing to trust him to do miracles through them for the sake of the broken and I, I, I think that's what's going to take place for this next generation. Their, their connection between their faith and making a difference in others. Uh, I, I, I love that. I think that's going to be a little bit difference of this move. If God chooses to in a powerful way, it'll be very closely connected to um, powerful change agents in cities and in countries.
0: That's fantastic. Listen, I just want to say as we close, thank you for your years of pouring into Promiscapers. It changed my life, changed a lot of lives, and I think it really is the, you know, the forerunner of what we this awesome thing that you and I both think we're seeing now. So, thank you. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author and popular speaker who coaches and advises leaders worldwide. To learn more about Stephen, log on to stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote and performed the Rockin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production. Chartwell is ingeniously led by Beverly Darnell Mansfield. As a result, all rights are reserved. For more information, contact us through StephenMansfield.tv.